What? We're testing the mic. Say something brilliant. Um, Go fuck yourself, Boogie. Yes, I like it. That is great. Thank Abyss you. licked my mic muff. <laughs> she totally did. Just saying. I did. <laughs> right when you weren't looking, she's off. And then she told me about it right before you hit record. That's great. Well, then let's do a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Everybody cheer and yell. You had coming, didn't you? (laughs) Show 37. Here on the Perverted Podcast, hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording, I can't say this. Yeah, you, what? We are not live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse any longer. We're like literally where, 30 where feet I can't, from where, there. Where, 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 camp Boogie. We're at camp, camp Boogie. It's not called Camp Boogie. I My morals would not allow me to tell Well, then just skip over it. We'll come up with a name later. Recording live from Camp Boogie in North Jesus. Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, lovely ladies. Hello. Woo! <laughs> I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Count Boogie in the laboratory. The laboratory. It's in the laboratory. Really? Laboratory. Yeah, why not? What's wrong? I feel wrong? like we're on a panel. I, we're, we're literally shoulder to shoulder. We're, we can't even see each other. I have to turn, crank my neck all the way to the left to see Abyss. <laughs> now Abyss's face is in your face. Are you happy? <laughs> go, go, wait. Hey, oh, now what? she. Oh, oh. This is the adaption. Okay, perverted okay. podcast listeners. Yes, it is true. We are now in the new room of amazement. Uh, in the building that Threshold is in, we have um, there's a number of different offices, and uh, the owners have been really nice to me. I, that's where I live in the motorhome in the parking lot, and they had this giant storage room that was filled with like antiquated computer equipment from the like 80s and 90s that was wrapped in steel. And I said, hey, if you let me rent this room, I'll move all of this stuff. And so. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dramatic the way you describe it. Well, let me tell you something. As you, Kathy saw, it was pretty dramatic to move all the stuff. It was pretty. It was. I was like a horror show in here. I mean, it was just. <laughs> it was like the hoarder show. Yeah, the, it was. It was hoarders. It was a horror hoarder show. Yeah. But, but it's so much better now. And now we have a new home. This is the room. And this room is now big enough that I have the podcast set up here. I have the music studio set up with my actual drums that are electronic drums or V drums. And the massage table, so now I can do my women's massage without having to set up and tear down. And eventually we will have the bed of love and dramatic sexual experience in the corner. That's that's just a working title, by oh, the way. God. It's a working title. You know what it, the best part is, though? We don't have to strike the set at the end of the recording. Mm-hmm. Did you just use the word strike the set? Like Strike the forest. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> So we are here. This is our new uh, Mark is clicking some pictures of us so you can see the magic that we are at. And we have other secret guests here that are sitting down looking all cute and pretty. And here we Why are. Why don't you just say the truth? You've got all your women here. Wow, we really don't is. want to start that. Yes. No, no, they, no, no. You got Kathy. all your little friends. I got all. Look, yeah. look at the look. What? What? <laughs> Look! Oh, potato mayhem! Hey, look, potato mayhem! <laughs> Let's get on. We already we, hit number one. We started talked about the new place. Very excited. People wanted pictures, so we'll have some pictures up uh, this oh, week. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and then 
you wanted to talk about Disney World? No, actually, I think the next one says fur purr. Yeah, let's talk about that one. Why don't we talk about Disney World? Because no. I just babbled about the new well, days. Well, we're just going to listen to you babble some more. No, no, babble no, no, Because no, nope, this isn't going to be here next one. week. So you have all this fur now. All right. <laughs> Mark just Shut lost up, Mark. it. <laughs> this is about Mark, apparently. So, Mark. Uh-huh. Good old Mark. <laughs> She has such a way about her, such a way with words and, you know, way to express herself in moments of of passion and intimacy. So we're like post coitus and I'm, you know, cuddling on top of her. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's smothering all cuddly, her to death. smothering her to death, <laughs> which is a fetish for her. You know, she likes a fat guy like me to just crush her. So. She's like, and she's like, you know, she, you you hold someone, they're on top of you, you kind of put your hands on their back, and she starts kind of like, I think, she's like, you know, kind of just being like rubby on my shoulders, but it starts to take a turn, <laughs> to where I like feel her hands kind of caressing, but she's not actually putting pressure on my back, so like she's, hovering kind of over your back, yeah, like hovering, and I feel like this little. This bristling, and all of a sudden, like a fucking bag of bricks, I just look at her. I go, "Are you petting my fur? Because I have <laughs> back hair, and I haven't trimmed in the last couple weeks." <laughs> and without missing a beat, she just closes her eyes and goes, "Can you just purr for me? Can you just purr?" And I said, "The fuck!" She's all just purr, just purr, like she's having this whole like commune with furry nature like thing like i'm some kind of furry like, animal i think you're just a big stuffed animal now and Aww, so she's like literally and i'm like what and she's like no 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 don't 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 blow the moment just just purr for me and oh what did you do God. yeah you did yeah you did <laughs> i mean i'm not oh stupid <laughs> So, so that was an incredibly awkward and funny. That's the fur per moment. So mm. I'm sure there's some of our perverted podcast listeners that can relate to sometimes if you haven't trimmed your back hair, um, somebody yeah, may go off into some, the time. some uh, fucking what, your back hair? Some, <laughs> some Lion King moment where she's she's having it with Simba. A little, little creepy there. Just purr. I think you should do a little clip art stuff and put your face on Pineapple Boys. Hmm. Right there, because <laughs> you're, you're a furry now. <laughs> Which, by the way, mascot pineapple weird stuffy is now it's sitting right behind sitting me. behind it's us. Spike, Gary. Spike. Oh, he's got a name. I just named him Spike. So there, so there's fur purr. There's our new digs. Next on Potato Mayhem, Disney um, World. Disney World. So Abyss, what are you doing? Uh taking a well-deserved vacation with my long-term companda. Companda, my long-term companda. She's my BFF, and uh, do you guys have the little hearts that are broken in half, and you wear half and half? Uh, yeah, actually, one of them I got her one, and it says "Partners in Crime." <laughs> How fitting! And then we also have a Team Venture. Um, it's a animated series. Uh, Venture Brothers uh, necklaces as well, because nice. we're big fucking dorks. We also have matching tattoos. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, Where are those located? In my nether regions. Nice. Is, oh, that's right. That's the, mm-hmm. the little thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. So wait a minute. So when I'm going down on you, I'm kind of like. 
half don't and even, half with don't her. Don't even. Don't even. I'm don't with bring your companda. No. Don't bring my companda into this. <laughs> so Disney Cause my, World? Because <laughs> my companda will come out here and shank you. Like, my companda is fierce. She's. I've met her. She's very awesome. She is very awesome. But, you know, I'm just, you know, just She'll saying. cut a motherfucker. But, but. So. <laughs> Fit life is the place. Talk about genital torture in subspace. We share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the world. Yeah, perverted podcast talking about fit life, motherfucker. For your peace of mind, please know that every author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. We'll talk more about Disney World after when you're threatening me with violence. Don't try and bring my companda into this. <laughs> what exactly is a companda? She's my best friend. Oh, I'm so out of the loop. I had no clue. That's where okay. the BFF, Kathy, the whole six minutes yeah. of conversation we just had. I just, yeah. I tuned out. They're going to Disney World, oh, by the I'm way. So That's jealous. why I hope so this is So fuck you guys be. next week. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, I said, oh. Of course, Mark is smiling. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark is smiling like, thank you for flipping me off. So what do we got in FetLife here? Mm, we've got a post by Azar called Drowning Does Not Look Like Drowning. He says if someone... <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, it, it, it looks, looks good to me. <laughs> it looks like flowers. Wow. Well, maybe you shouldn't have spoke up so much. Oh, my God. Sorry. Drowning doesn't look like drowning. Yes. He says if someone enters a traumatized mental state, often their reaction is to freeze up. This means they are unresponsive, so they don't safe word. They don't even react. This can be so confusing for both parties because there's a lot of guilt afterward about a scene going bad at what went wrong. And a natural reflexive desire is to try and assign blame inwardly or outwardly. The first thing to understand is that humans sometimes work differently than you thought. And just because you're a human doesn't make you an expert. If you only use your frame of, of reference you have, then you would easily imagine everybody works exactly like you do inside. Unfortunately, your model of behavior is going to be very wrong and your assumptions are going to hurt people. Other people can be wired very differently inside. Sometimes you have to accept that you don't understand, will never understand, and yet still just have to accept. I love that line. I, that last line, like literally, it was like, oh, right there. Right there. Right there. I like it. Um, so you guys just want to go down the line and, and give some opinions on this? or Sure. Go ahead, Abyss. Um, I actually, I liked this post, and I really like the fact at the end of the post, he cited his oh, sources for cool. all yes. the medical stuff. Uh-huh. I'm all, yes! <laughs> <laughs> that appeals to you Abyss. You cited your source. Because he talked about like, people that actually see. Yeah, like, that, there's, like, he actually talked about the act of drowning and statistics and stuff like that. So it was, I was happy to see he cited his sources or he, she, he, he, um, trauma, especially emotional is generally a quiet affair, at least in, you know, externally. Um, most of the time you're not going to see someone's running dialogue. If, if, if everyone flipped out, that's, that's like past the point of processing up into a processing point. You're generally, it's all internal. So the person isn't going to be able to verbalize what's going on in their head. So I can understand where he's talking about with the trauma, like not calling red or anything like that, that it's all very true. Um, the only thing I thought was a little narrow to say that it was, unless you're an EMT or a soldier or a cop, you're just logging more movie time than real people. Because, And I get where he was coming from with that, but 
you know, uh, flair for the dramatic aside, there are plenty of people who live in trauma and know what it fucking looks like. Sure. Yeah. And of course he was, uh, what I didn't talk about is later in the post, he's saying how we get most of our opinions about how people react from movies and, and television. And we I think, think it was just a generalization. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, he was that's what I was talking saying. Like, yeah. Absolute. Yeah. Uh, I I love this post because uh, it it is 100% true and something in the last few years that I've realized is that I see everything through the 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 glasses of my own experience right. and and it it absolutely is 100% true everybody is going to react in a different way so you you really do need to be when you're playing especially if you're doing edge play or 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 something new for the first time you need to be on your guard you need to because you're you're probably not going to be able to read what the other person is going through very well, uh, and that's when communication and and uh, honest respect for one another it, it shines through in a scene when something goes wrong or when you're watching someone and trying to to gauge their reaction. So I thought this was a fabulous post for that reason alone. It's something that we have to keep in mind is that you just don't know how someone's going to react. And you, then they don't even know. They may think they're going to, but then in the middle of the scene, like he says, they freeze. Because they didn't know it was going to be a trigger. Maybe something comes up in the scene, like say you negotiated as much. And this is for for someone who takes the top position – this is something where you can never negotiate em- enough because you never know what's going to happen. You could be going along, yeah, just don't, you know, just don't do this, don't touch my pussy, don't, you know, whatever is in that negotiation. But, um, you know, what about calling you bitch? What about, uh, you know, calling you my little, my little girl? Or, or there's so many different things that people just you can't negotiate everything. So if you kind of create an environment, especially with someone you're going to play with for a while, if you can create a, an environment that the person is not going to disappoint you. I've said that to a lot of play partners before. You're never going to disappoint me if you speak up. If you have a problem, if something makes you feel uncomfortable, it's not as though you're going to disappoint me. Because a lot of times some people will hold it a little bit past that point of being able to come back from it. Because they don't want to say anything. I think for the bottoms, you can be empowered as a bottom to, you know, and I do this a lot when you like put people in saran wrap, you know, people that are claustrophobic or that type of thing. You say, hey, before when you start getting the twinges, that's when I want to hear from you. I don't want you to try to muscle through for another 20 minutes until you absolutely freak out. You know, this is something that when you start the twinges, and I know Abyss and I have had that in, in, in play, and Mark and I have had that in play, but mostly early on, I think uh, Abyss and I had that to where if there was a feeling or a twinge, we were very you know upfront about that. Hey, I'm feeling kind of weird about this instead of waiting for that to happen. And I think that's part of the training. Uh, it's true. There, and there's a place for waiting. Like if you, some of the people that I've played with, if I've gotten to a place where we've been playing for a while, uh, we respect one another enough to know uh, what that we're going to be okay coming through to the other end of something, you know, slip sideways in a scene. I will power through something because I want to see uh, if I can do it. But I certainly won't do that at first, and I certainly wouldn't expect someone I, I'm topping to try and power through it because I need that information that they're giving me. Like figging? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Mark. No, Mark, no, did, Mark, great. Mark did actually. She, this she is did the, the correct oh. thing. She, she did. <laughs> she so gave Wendy a sign. She saw everything. I, on the other hand, was an asshat. I'm like, 
motherfuckers, I'm gonna do this, and my butthole is now really unhappy. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's a great example, but even still, even with creating that environment where Mark felt like she could absolutely communicate with us and not be dis- I mean, and there was pressure on that. I want to give some credit to Mark for that, that uh, goes across to other bottoms. This was a show. Mark was on a show, performing on a show, allowing us to do something on a show with pressure that, oh, I got to perform, I got to be right, I got to do things correctly. And yet still, she knew how to take care of herself. And even though it was a show, she was able to say, I got to tap out. And I just, uh, that was bottom awesomeness uh, on Mark because you didn't disappoint us. And it allows for a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. Abyss, on the other hand, wanted to, uh, you know, that's her thing is to muscle through. Now, <laughs> maybe that could have been. Well, no. And for me, it, like my reactions are much different than Mark's, like it, as evidence with, with the Altoid and stuff like that. Like Mark can take a caning like a motherfucker. That bitch like turns that shit into happy go lucky times <laughs> where I'm like, you motherfucker hit me one more time with that cane. You're going to eat it. Right. <laughs> you know? So, like, no, it's different stroke, literally, <laughs> different oh. strokes for like, different oh, folks. That's good. <laughs> oh. that's but, put that cookie down <laughs> now. But I want a cookie. <laughs> is that a minion? No, that is that is belt from the crude. It's a oh. sloth. It's a sloth. It's, um, it's but no, it's also a very good example of like how the people you've played with are now able to. Because when we did start, it was I wouldn't say shit you would because that was more. that was yeah. my thing because I wasn't actually playing with you. Right. I was fighting me. So. Ah. That was my turning point in my headspace was when I started being able to be more vocal and be able to uh, talk it out more with Boogie was when I realized when I was bottoming, I wasn't bottoming to him at that point. I was bottoming to me. Right. Interesting. And so when I was able to turn that is when I was able to actually vocalize and be able to be a little more uh, expressive and a little more uh, connected with Boogie during our scenes. Very cool. That's actually great insight. So as a top, once again, um, it's just because you don't know what's going to happen, you can train yourself. You don't have to just be an EMT. You can become the EMT of a play scene to where you learn. There is a certain amount of expertise in reading body language, in how to negotiate properly to make the person feel that you're not going to be disappointed if they speak up. Actually, last night when we were doing, or two nights ago when we were doing our scene with Mark and another lovely bottom, um, Mark went silent and kind of flopped over. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, (laughs) at that point, I'm like, I'm going to check in and make sure she's good. And that was the point we were able to, like, kind of negotiate real quick, like, go back over some stuff. And a toy was removed. And we were able to continue with the scene. And I thought it was a pretty good moment. Was that the jump rope? Yeah, fuck that jump rope. That was not a nice jump rope. Wow. Did you like the jump rope? Yeah. The one who brought it, yeah, she's smiling. So she was into the jump rope. Mark was like, no. (laughs) No. Look at that. Backed up. But this is, I mean, we could talk, and we're going to obviously talk a lot about this because there is never enough time that you can spend learning people's body language, learning different body language. But I think the general thrust of this topic that I took away was don't go in with preconceived notions that just because this person plays this way, everyone is going to respond and show their triggers and traumas the same way. Everyone you play with is going to be different, and there's a learning curve. And if you're just going to one-and-done people, then you better just listen. 
listen and watch and and, and check, check in. in. I think it's great. It's a great topic. It was a great post, and thank you to Avar. I think it's Azar. Let's move on, shall we? Shall we? This next one is fun. It's, it's by RB5577. I've always wanted to know what that name <laughs> means. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> oh, brother. Shut up, douche. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going totally beavis and butthead. Abyss, be my... Be, be my uh, no, 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 no. Uh, shut up, no. asswipe. No. <laughs> I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm stuck in the middle between you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Kathy. <laughs> he wrote a Go post. ahead, Kathy. <laughs> he wrote a post called 40 going on 14. <laughs> when exactly will I grow up? Uh, boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie's answer is never. <laughs> <laughs> so, see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> I'm going to wait till you're done. That was rad. Oh, my God. He says, does anyone know when I actually will grow up? Because at this point, all evidence, seem, evidence seems to indicate that I never will. Physically, I'm in my 40s, and I look the part. I even have the gray streaked hair to prove it. Mentally, though, I'm only 14. Don't get me wrong, I fake being 40-ish fantastically well. Great job, fancy car, world traveler, have my shit together, people asking me my opinion... But on the inside, totally a 14-year-old boy. I'm at work, all professional, in the middle of some financially staggering discussion. And this is the shit drifting through the disaster area that is my mind. I wonder what the rest of her boobs look like. Yes. Can Darth Vader breathe underwater? I always wondered that. <laughs> Must hold fart crop dust his office later. <laughs> Wonder Woman, smooth or landing strip? Oh. Am I the only one? Do women feel this way too? Will I wake up one day and be a fully normal adult? Does it happen when I turn 50 maybe? God help us all if it doesn't. In the meantime, just know that should we ever meet and you catch me sniggering inappropriately, it's probably because you said something that sounded like cock. Or I can see a little bit down your top. <laughs> Duty. So you could have written this, Boogie, I think. No, Abyss yeah. could have written oh this. My God, she's 12 I... years old all the time. <laughs> uh, again, I'm stuck all between you two. All the time, she's oh 12 God. years old. I loved this post. I literally <laughs> read it, and I'm just like, oh, I totally thought that too. Because <laughs> those who know me, um, they know that I am externally, I have a full body and poise of a 30-year-old woman, professional uh, nurse, and blood, you know, hot-blooded lover. Inside, on the other hand, I am a velociraptor kitty who belches and laughs at anything that is vaguely sexual with the sense of humor of a 13-year-old boy. So I totally got this whole thing. Like, this is just because it's so me because I'm like, I'll even at work. I'm sitting there and it's like, oh, yeah, well, like I had I had a gentleman who had some edema issues and I, I am a trained fucking professional. I have seen nasty fucking shit. I have seen stuff where it's like, it does not fail that it's horrible. And this guy had a heart condition. So he started getting edema. Edema is when fluid leaves your cells and starts going into the other areas. Like that's why a lot of times people's feet will swell up and so forth if they're diabetic or have circulatory issues. Well, you can get edema anywhere. <laughs> Oh, no. He got edema in his scrotum. Oh. And what did you do? And I, I was on the outside very professional. On the inside, I'm like, holy shit, it looks like a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I, I completely understand. Like, uh, there's there's all these memes for like nurses. Like, it's one of those like it's great being a nurse because you can totally fart and blame it on your patient. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh. This is changing the way I look at you. Oh, this. God. Uh, please, I knock shit off for funsies. <laughs> like, like I am so tempted to knock everything off this desk right now. Why? Because it's funny. Because Kitty. Because Why would you do that? Kitty. Don't, don't Velociraptor. Those, those are, yeah, that Velociraptor meme where the. I finally showed Mark that that one, and like she literally was like, she's looking at me like, I'm all, no, look it up. It's me. And she's like, I thought a sloth was you. I'm all, well, that's when I'm lazy. Yeah. And, like, she, I showed her the Velociraptor thing, and she saw, and she's like, oh. I get it. For our perverted podcast <laughs> listeners, it's like v- Velociraptor. What Makes, is it called? Uh, like it's basically it's called breakfast, I think, and it's like Velociraptors who are assholes. It's like it's basically Velociraptors make really crappy house pets. So it's a Velociraptor, and it's like the dude's like trying to make cereal, and he like knocks it, and like he's got like the bowl, and the Velociraptor shows up, and he's already started like, oh, you son of a bitch, and like he looks down at the bowl, and the Velociraptor like takes it one claw and like brings it to the edge. And he's like, no, you will not do that. We've talked about this. And the Velociraptor like kind of like cranks his head. It's like, <laughs> and like looks down at the bowl. And he's like, no. And he like puffs up his throat. <laughs> and then looks down and just all, he's like, you will not do that. We And the Velociraptor just all, and just knocks Crash. it off. And the guy just looks at him and he's all, I hate you. <laughs> so that is my, that's my spirit animal. So when this guy's talking about how he's a childish, you know, person stuck in, you know, the 40-year-old body. I so fucking get that. I'd like to talk about... Being mature. Social constructs now. Oh, my God. Oh, oh boy. Social, psycho, religious, uh, bad parenting constructs that say when we started out as children, we were all little scientists. And I've heard uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about this and... The different things we do when we bang pots and pans together. Well, that's an experiment in acoustics. And, you know, like that's all we do. Everything is wonderment and enjoyment. And there's nobody there to tell you if you're in a good environment as a kid. There's no one to tell you don't do that. You know, for a certain amount of time when we're little, we kind of most parents will let the kid kind of explore and experiment. But then there is a time where most non-self-actualized, non-independent, liberal-thinking parents will get sick of it. They will lose their patience with the science and banging and writing on walls and that, and they will have had enough. And at that point, they will say, no, that act your age. Start growing up. This is not what a five-year-old does. This is not what an eight-year-old does. And that just goes and goes and goes. And at that moment, we start getting formed into this preconceived notion of what an adult is, as opposed to having um, an environment where you teach the balance. Hey, you can play. There's playtime. There's exploring time. You can be creative. But there are things that you have to do to prepare yourself to become a teenager and an adult and whatever. And that's the balance. My parents... A lot of people I know whose parents and a lot of, uh, in our culture's parents and obviously around the world, there is a time where they shut that off and they tell you, act like an adult, act your age. And at that point, we start repressing that. And we start having this where we're supposed to act like this because everyone tells us we're a bad person if we don't act like that. So we start kind of acting this adult role that we're supposed to. But in general, what is really happening is we're only repressing what's really there. And that's the, the, the desire 
to fart and be silly and do silly stuff. So this guy is not being a 14-year-old as a 40-something-year-old. This guy is just living out his innocence of being playful. And as we and that's the parallel for this lifestyle is we get the chance to explore. We still have responsibilities, we still have to learn, we still have to communicate with each other and negotiate and do adult stuff, but we still get to play and there's nothing fucking wrong with that. But then that means we've found a good balance. So we in the community are adults and we we raise our kids and and we have jobs, hold down jobs and volunteer, but then we come here and we get to role play. Absolutely. Or we get to do littles or we get to pretend that we're on top or do a power exchange and we're on bottom and uh, when I read this post, I thought, oh boy, I'm I'm going to pick this one and uh, Boogie and Abyss are just going to hate me for it because they're going to have nothing to contribute because I'm the only loser here who still feels like a kid. I really had no idea you guys would react this positively to it because I thought I'm the only one who fucking feels... Don't give me that look, Abyss. I know I'm I've a, heard you. Do you know us? I've heard you burp from across the dungeon. <laughs> I mean, dude, you say penis during a regular conversation. I'm like, <laughs> giggity. <laughs> How many times? Like, seriously, out of out of the three of us, uh, I can honestly say, like, at this point, I'm probably most with the post-professional job right here, blah, blah, blah. And I am the one who loses it all the time when you talk about fucking anything. Duty. Like, <laughs> I'm like, come on. I'm, you guys have seen me. I run around like, or I used to run around in like, you know, T-Rex fucking onesies and shit like that. So it's like, I it, I get the whole like being a dork. Like it's, it's fun. And, and it's it finding that balance because I mean, we really do have a lot of cultures and I've known a lot of people I, in the kink community, the kink community does not mean that people aren't fucked up mentally or have their constructs and programming that makes them repressed and judge other people. We have those people. But in general, it's kind of special here because we do so much role play in the community, at least here where we are. But it it's what did you want to say? Well, I can say like he did kind of in one of his things talk about how, you know, people ask his op opinion, but they also ask his permission so he's also a top right so i can understand even in this lifestyle because we've talked about this before a little bit where tops are also sometimes stuck in that like you have to be the authoritative position you have to be the voice of reason you have to be the professional you have to be able to have serious serious yeah. and <laughs> no well not you but um like there's there is a certain construct with that even within the community absolutely so i think his whole point was the fact that he's like i act like a 14 year old boy most of the time inside my head but i have to put on the suit and be the professional and because if honestly if i'm if i'm your nurse and you say something like about oh well my penis is sore because of this and the other and i go <coughs> <laughs> really <laughs> probably not gonna work probably not that professional so it, it there is a time and a place for all of this and being able to bring it in and you know, be the professional and be the adult. Because if I'm a nurse or or a surgeon or whatever, you want them to be a fucking adult sure. <laughs> and a professional. But this is about bringing it out where there's an internal dialogue. Also, there's an internal dialogue going on like, <laughs> that's a booby. You know, you're <laughs> so. And I'm so grateful we have this. I, I, I mean, right now. Yeah, I'm kind of loser right now. I don't really have a job. I don't Aww. have that many. But I have a lot of responsibilities here, and I take them very seriously. And and I have a high degree of integrity. I want to do a good job, and I really set my mind to focusing on what I have to do here at the club to keep it, to keep everyone happy and keep it running. And yet, if I didn't have that outlet where I could play with the person I bottom to and be a brat, and goof off. 
you and Brett? laugh. Yes, and no. <laughs> <What do> you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Brad. I'm not. You know what? <laughs> you know one good thing about having you this close is I can punch Don't, you on the ow. fucking arm. But it's a it's, a balance, like it's a, a balance that I really I really appreciate. I appreciate having found a community, and I uh, it, it means a great deal to me. If I didn't have that outlet, my life would it would alter drastically. I think for me to close up, uh, there was a question asked in this, and when will I grow up? You the the problem is you are grown up. And just because you do these things that are innocent and childish, if you're not doing them to harm people, fuck you. You're an adult. There is no growing up. The The ability to recognize that you have a part of you that wants to be playful and silly and like boobies and stuff like that, in my opinion, makes you a more advanced adult than the people that are living what they think they're supposed to be because some jack-off told them that they're supposed to be like that. So as far as maturity is concerned, this guy goes to work. He knows his place at work, but he knows how to fart and think about boobies and stuff like that. That is a more balanced individual, and I think that is the better person that I want to be, and other people should be and, too. And bravo, I will, bravo, boogie, bravo. And Damn I will, it. I will totally meet him at Disney World. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you to both of our uh, to RB five five seven seven. Please. Email us and let us know what the heck that name means because he, he's very, uh, he's all over KMP and I've always wondered what the hell that name means. RB, RB. Five, five, I know, I was thinking like the sandwich. Yeah, it's a sandwich. <laughs> oh, dude, horsey sauce. Don't oh. think about it. Don't oh. think about it. We have veggies. <laughs> Vaginas and paninuses, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are going to talk about now. Paninuses. I didn't write in. <laughs> I just the studio's not set up. I swear. Why do you need your jingle? I, I like that the one. Well, you don't want to use it every week if yes, we have we a host topic. No, we don't have a host so topic. So what is that hoe topic? A hoe topic. Hoe topic. Hoe topic. Giggity. Actuage. We're going to talk about my kinky nope. Valentine, which Time. is an event we had here at Threshold last Saturday, a fundraiser. We do it every year, and. It was I, insane. It was insane, especially the party afterwards. It, it was, was three million people. Yes, but it was not three million people. It felt like three million it people. It sure did feel like three. I million started. Started. <laughs> you guys were stuck in that orientation room like the whole day. <laughs> Which was, I mean, there's so many things to talk about with that. I'll let go, Kathy. You tell your things. Uh, it Be- was uh, my kinky Valentine. It was a, a a day of. It sounds so dry to say this. A day of education. It was a day of learning new skills, seeing, uh, trying stuff that you've never tried before, from taster booths to classes, little mini classes. You could. Uh, try flogging if you'd never done it. You could uh, try being a little in color if you'd never tried it before. Um, we did two orientations, Boogie and I, and seeing those new people come in, a room packed full of people who are coming in, want to understand what Threshold is, may have never come out to the community before, but now they've worked up their courage and they're going to join Threshold. And to it's to me, it's an amazing thing. It's why... I want to be on the. I was on the. I decided to be on the board here. Threshold was why I volunteer here, um, because I want to give them what I felt when I I got here. And my kinky Valentine to have it all concentrated in one six hour event throughout the day was just. Uh, it was amazing to me. It was worth the death that we experienced <laughs> being here for sixteen hours or more. Yes, it was definitely worth it. And uh, did you want to say? 
Uh, I think I, I, I work security. I worked security. <laughs> you just so, looked hot. You just uh, I actually hot worked, and dressed up. Fuck you! I was security. I said you just looked hot. Oh, as an addition to, not just you looked hot. Yes. Okay. I was like, hey, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, because I always get that every every time I do security. Like half the time, because I will wear like you know the short skirt or whatever. And it's funny because half the time I'll get it from people like, oh, no, you're just fucking around. You're not actually security, are you? And it's like, <laughs> no, actually, I am. I will throw you out and call the police. <laughs> like, see how fast so. your arm gets chicken winged. Yeah. So, I mean, but no, it was a lot of it was a chicken really wing. it was a really good uh, group out there. And it was funny because when you were walking around, it felt almost empty. You're like, whoa! Wait, where, where are all the people? And they were in the classes. In the classes, this was which was amazing. MJ, who's been on the show, so we can say her name. Oh yeah, um, uh, was our event coordinator. And in the beginning, you know, her and I had talked, and I'm like, you know, I always thought about maybe doing just a couple classes because it's usually a vendor event or whatever. So Psycho MJ <laughs> turns the couple classes into like 15 classes. Like there was so many mini classes. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work, how scheduling, whatever, but whatever. I'm not the event coordinator. And man, just like she Abyss made it said, work. just like everyone said, I mean, let's give credit to the a million Sanger who's been on the show, um, did a lot of work. And, and just to see the people having a place to go and learn stuff is amazing. And we're not just bragging about Threshold. Look, we had this event. What we are doing here on the Perverted Podcast is reaching out to a lot of people that don't have communities. And we want you to understand that this community was created by volunteers, by people who said, people who could take the time and say, you know what? People in my community are kinky and we need a place. We need a group. We need a munch. We need a, a, a house to have a party at. We need to learn how to screen people. We need to learn how to communicate. We can do this in our community. We're getting, I'm starting, we got a letter today that we'll talk about. One of our long, like total longtime listeners um, wrote a letter and we'll read more of it on another time, but still uh, says, hey, I'm in a community we don't have a lot, but you know, we're all starting to kind of listen to the podcast and, and we're talking a little bit and we're sticking our toe in now all having this common interest to where they can start developing their community. And this is something that you can do. It is work. Kathy and I and Abyss and Mark put in a lot of work to make these things happen. There's a lot of people that it is. But when you start small, it doesn't take that much work to just make yourself available to start a munch. It just means going to a restaurant once a month and posting it on FetLife or whatever and and seeing who comes out and just start. Because, man, when you finally get to a point where you have a place and that people can go and actually not be judged for their kinks and fetishes and just be able to be themselves. That is an amazing thing to watch. An amazing thing to watch. And it is so exciting to see people, like Kathy said, just to come in and they're just like, oh, I didn't know a place like this even existed. And they're just, their eyes are, and it's like a candy store of kind of that I'm home. Well, and it's also like the way it was set up 
um, for my kinky Valentine. Like it was great because people could go do rope and whatever. And we also had vendors. So like, Hey, I really liked this. I really, you know, how can we continue with this? How do I learn the basics? Oh, wait, I got to learn the basics. I don't have toys. Look, there's vendors. Sure. <laughs> like, like, hey. I just learned how to use that. Yes. I just learned how to use that. And which... also I learned how to use this safely. Which is also better because, like, you end up with a lot of people where it's like, ha ha, I just got this, like, 12-sided dildo with spikes and this, that, the other. And I don't know, oh, God, what am I doing with this? Did you wanna... <laughs> hey, can I use this on you? No. Uh, I'd like to know where you find a 12-sided dildo with spikes. I abyss. Feel... Now, In an now... octopus garden. Exactly. That's where you find it. Them octopuses are pretty octopuswas. Puswas, they're, they're, they're kinky fuckers. Well, they are. MJ did a phenomenal job with this event. Everyone, and it was great. It was, it was a great event. And, and seriously, Perverted Podcast podcast listeners um if you're lucky enough to be in a community please be supportive of people that don't have a community to i mean we want to offer that support you can reach out to us we kind of give you our version of our years of experience in a community but really we're here for you we want to help support you if you have questions about how to start a munch how to start a private play party, how to screen people. We're kind of developed. One of the things are on our mission list is our, our goal list is to create kind of like a little starter kit, a perverted podcast starter kit, like how to start your own community. But they already have that information online. If you go on FetLife, there are people there, there are resources right now that can help you kind of do something safely. And that's what we want to see. Sex nerd Sandra. Sex nerd Sandra, does Sandra, it? Yeah. Yeah, so. we, um, so this is exciting. This is like, this is like the mission thing. This is where I get all pumped up and like, you can do it. Let's just take over the fucking world. Are you going to grab your titties? Oh, God, I just grab my fucking titties. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. Occupy kink. I just Occ- <laughs> I just like how our studio, studio audience is now just like, I'm looking at my just book. <laughs> just I'm grab my, at my fucking man titties. Don't look oh. over at Boogie's oh. man titties. Oh. <laughs> what? Don't look into the titties. What? You'll turn into it. What? You actually got Mark. She like looked over and she did this. <laughs> and she looked frightened. No, what? It's, it's when you did this one. You did the up and down motion aggressive. <laughs> they work independently of each other. <laughs> but put that cookie down oh now. I'm putting them like Arnold. I'm making them go. But the other thing is, look I- at my man pack turtles. <laughs> Give me a cookie. Put that cookie down. No, I'm not going to put the cookie down. You give me the cookie, Kathleen. Put that cookie down. <laughs> Damn it, Arnold. You give me the cookie. Stop it. What? Wow. I just like we just leave him alone. He's just going to keep know, going. It's a one man <laughs> show. I, I, really, I really don't have a show ender here. <laughs> no, we're not there yet. What? What the last? We are there. I just had a few more things to I say. I was going to say, oh. like, thanks a lot. You fucking, like, kind of killed my fucking momentum there. Dick. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it makes you happy. Go it's so sad. Um, but I was going to say, not just the people who taught the class or organized it, I also wanted to thank everybody who stayed afterwards and helped us, you know, for, during setup and breakdown and who swept up Hollywood Daddy's fucking goddamn <laughs> boa, boa fucking <laughs> everywhere. Feathers everywhere. I'm going to kill <laughs> Which, him. Uh, but I will say he looked fantastic in Did it. Did you see the yeah, Valentine's he, he gave out to everybody? Yes, I have one of Pictures his. But of actually, his I don't have his original one because Mark traded me the one. <laughs> Because the one I had, he was opening his butt and you could see butthole. Oh, God, no. There was a bunch of people walking around and uh, Hollywood Daddy took pictures of his girl's butt while she was sleeping and then made like little Polaroid things. 
and pinned them on people, but then he had a whole set of, of his, him. They were trading cards him. and his his uh, sexy yeah. tattoo. It was it was great. But I will say, like, it's people like you know, honestly, funny enough, people like him uh, and his girl and Mark and sexy people in this room that we don't have a name for yet. Um, <laughs> that we <laughs> we want to thank them because they do the little stuff it's not just teaching the class or the big like organizing and trust me organizing's a bitch trying to get a bunch of kinky people to fucking do the same thing at once because you have a bunch of dominance or a bunch of submissives who don't fucking like either they're over like analyzing people or they're like waiting for someone to tell them to, what to do so you can <laughs> It's like herding cats. We need more switches, <laughs> yeah. more switch volunteers. <laughs> yeah. So, but I will say a big thank you to everyone and and uh, as and them all who did all the volunteer coordinators. Sure, and it's sure. just like everybody here who who did something, who picked up, you know, pieces of trash, who helped set up, who helped break down, and those are who didn't just stand around and talk to each other while you know everyone else is doing the work. Those are the people we really appreciate. That was good. Thank you, everyone, Threshold volunteers. And once again, your community is yours for the building. If you build it. That she will come repeatedly. <laughs> <sighs> That's that. Let's just move on. <laughs> and that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing MKV and all the fun, kinky, perverted playground. Uh, if you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and our hosts, to Abyss, Woo! to Boogie, Woo! to myself, Woo! to Mark, Woo! and our anonymous, uh, anonymous sexy. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, here we are in the new room. We don't have to strike the set to tear down. We work really hard. I'm so excited to be here. This is working. It's an only get better from here. So while you out there in perverted podcast land are uh, listening and working out your own communities and being supportive of each other, please know that we're here every week and we love you and we're just excited to keep moving forward. Did you just give me like the middle sign like my end speech was kind of fucking dead? <laughs> is that it? Put that cookie down now. I just love people and fucking love eat a bag of dicks, I guess. Is that what you want me to tell everyone? Eat a giant bag of dicks. Oh. We love you listeners. We love you. Enjoy the naughty and fuck it. I guess we're out of here. <laughs> Oh, he'll you cut can't you. can't handle the truth. Oh, my God. How many of those do one. you have? I have a few of them. We need to work out some hand signals. I got a good one. Yeah, get, oh, oh, that's nice. <laughs> really nice, Abyss. Put that cookie down <laughs> now. You know, seriously, where are these fucking cookies? <laughs> <laughs>